This is Matt and Myron, the podcast. Well, I mean, it's karma for me because I do that to people as a journalist. Like, I'm very good about people being like, hey, are you going to use a lot of my quotes? I'm like, yeah. I mean, you, you're going to be a <laughs> big part of my story. And then when it gets time to the, like, the editing process, it, it might only be a sentence or two. So I deserved it, but I did think I'd get more than 11 seconds because we she was pumping me up. She, oh, this is great. You're giving us everything. This is you a couldn't, great perspective. You, you couldn't even hold out as long as Rick Pitino. You only got 11 <laughs> whoa, seconds. Whoa, whoa, Sunday whoa. morning here People are going Meyer to church, man. You can't that progressive insurance. I am sorry if you are on your way to church. I have I nothing did, well, to do. I don't even know what you're talking about. Just talking about the airtime you got. That's it. Uh, we This week, <laughs> yesterday, big day in basketball. You had, first of all, uh, in the professional game, LeBron James became the first player to ever get 40 thousand points uh he now has recorded at least 20 points and five assists in in 18 consecutive games that's the second longest yeah. streak in lakers history now he has 40,000 points he's already the all-time leading scorer uh they 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 noted it and had a little thing uh about it i hope we now do this like every 500 points. I think they – or maybe yeah. every point. Just go, he's the first one to ever get 40,050 points. And keep doing it so that there's more chances, Myron, to celebrate LeBron James. I love your excitement and enthusiasm. Uh, I mean, he's got more points than Magic Johnson and Larry Bird combined. That's pretty uh, – that's nostalgic, right? That's a big moment. That's amazing. Yeah. I was curious, though. I thought that you stopped the game. When these things happen, have we just decided we don't stop games anymore? Good to acknowledge we shouldn't these stop things? the games. How many more of these do we have? Like he he won the record. So every so but, like every time he does he scores now, it's not going to be the record. It's I always yeah. say this about like home run balls. Okay, so yeah. when 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 uh, Barry Bonds hit his sixty second home run, everybody yeah. was talking about how much it was worth and all that. But here's what I think is interesting. I think his 62nd home run is actually probably now virtually worthless. His biggest home no. run will be the last one he's hit, right? You would want yeah. the 70th home run. Similarly, 40,000 points, eh, whatever. I want his last point and then record it because that will be the one that's in the record books. Yeah, but it's like he, he didn't do it in Minneapolis. He did it in L.A., so I thought, like, he's going to score 40,000. And actually, his wife, like, put this on Instagram, like, thought they were going to stop the game. I thought that's the moment where you stop the game. Somebody comes out with a gold basketball that says 40,000. The family comes out. You take pictures. And then you move on. I just – maybe we're a country that doesn't stop games for these moments anymore. But that's weird to me because I thought, like, that's kind of the thing where you would pause the game and then I resume just, I, I just don't think it's a moment. Like, it's not a thing. It's not like 500 home runs. He's the first one to ever do it. So every time he does something, it's going to be the first one to ever do it. I feel like we'll run out of stoppages. We may not be able to – it's be like going to the replay monitor. We just have to keep giving LeBron balls and at some point just go, hey, man, he's amazing. That's plenty. Yeah. We had the moment with Kareem. Kareem didn't look like he wanted yeah. to be there. We did that yeah. one. Now, like, we're yeah. good, right? Well – so, like, I don't know much about the community, uh, the business community that makes gold basketballs, <laughs> but I feel like this is kind of their moment, right? This, I feel like this is kind of when you shine. If you're going to give somebody a, a gold basketball, maybe with some diamonds in it, whatever you're going to do, everybody gathers. Like, it feels like 
as some if you are someone who like has a basketball museum, the Hall of Fame even, you would feel like that would be that kind of moment, right? So if they just skip over and keep playing, I don't know, and especially since they lost too. So now it's going to be one of those games that no one cares about. But I thought they yes. missed the opportunity to at least stop the game and acknowledge it. Well, I would have stopped the game and asked for no more game stoppages well, because I get it. Well, He's amazing, but I, th- th- I am I freely acknowledge, and I don't know if if people listening agree. I am LeBroned out. Like yeah. I, I am LeBroned out. Like LeBron, if they if he has a ch- every day, it's will can they win? Will they make the playoffs? Can they beat Denver? Last night was a perfect example. Denver whipped them on their own floor. Yeah. It was a one-point game with four minutes to go, and then Jokic brilliant. decided the game is going to be over, and then it, the game was over. They're not a contender, but we still have to keep acting like they're a contender. And I think – and you're talking to somebody who maybe thinks LeBron could be the best player ever. I am lebron out. He is 40-plus years old. That team is the 10th yeah. seed right now. I just think it's just a lot too much. That's fair. I'm somebody that loves a photo op, right? And that's kind of what I'm thinking. I just think that was an opportunity. You bring the kids too, Matt. That's always a cool thing, right? I don't know where they get kids from for these moments, but like sometimes they'll have kids show up in Lakers seen. jerseys. They'll surround LeBron. Is there a store they a or something where they where everybody know. just brings their children? But, because you're right, they'll you, just get random groups of children out for various things. And they all have on customized shirts that say LeBron 40. Like, how does that happen? I don't know how quickly they organize that, but I thought that was a key opportunity. Do you think they'll stop the game today with Caitlin Clark if she well, breaks the record? Will they stop that game? Well, that's that, that's different. I mean, I probably, and they should. I didn't realize – I, I didn't realize that there was a second record. It's actually been good to see that the I, I didn't realize the NCAA didn't start recognizing women's basketball until the early '80s. I learned that yeah. through this process, and then that made me learn about the people of the past. So, so you know, all of that I think is is positive that you that we've gotten to, to learn all that. They should stop it then. I just, you know, for me, and I hate this because I watched LeBron in person in high school, right? So I have always really liked LeBron. We're getting to the LeBron point with me where I'm getting into exhaustion mode. And I can tell you the story where it broke me is this week about Bronny when he, like, got mad at people moving Bronny out of the mock draft. I mean, that was your fault, LeBron. Like, this was all your fault. You hyped up your son, which is fine, as an NBA draft pick. They put him at 10th in the mock drafts, which was ridiculous when it was done. But he is averaging five points a game off the bench for a bad college team. And for him to get mad and say, let the kid live, when you have spent 10 years telling people you were going to play with him in the NBA – is the height of hypocrisy. And I remember thinking at that moment, I would just like to have a break from all things LeBron. Yeah, I I think the Bronny situation is the the first narrative he hasn't been able to control, right? Because now we're to the point where everyone can see that Bronny isn't an NBA player. I saw Woj had a conversation with Rich Paul where Rich Paul said he'll go to the draft based on team interest. He shouldn't think about the NBA draft. Uh, But I thought LeBron mishandled that whole situation as well. If you're going to say he can play with our team right now and then this happens, you can't just shy away from that. Yeah, he did just, what, a year ago or two, whatever, say, what, I'm watching the league pass 
and Bronny yeah. can cook half these guys. That was this like season. He, he, I mean, no offense, he can't cook, cook, cook half the guys on his team. Now, he did have yeah, a health yeah. issue, but, like, all the more reason not to think about the draft right now. I mean, what other kid yeah. in America that's averaging five points a game would you even fathom speaking about the draft to? But, no, but LeBron no. and Rich Paul and those guys have made it. They put it on the kid. I don't blame the kid. I blame them. Now you can't all of a sudden get mad at Jonathan Giovanni for butt knocking him out of the mock draft when you're the reason he was there to begin with. Yeah. No, that's a problem. I, I also think the LeBron legacy stuff, another issue the NBA has to figure out is, like, who's next? Who Who's the next face of the league? Like, who are the next people that people are going to say, I'm going to follow him? I mean, that's been a challenge as well. There isn't, like, an immediate successor, if you will, once well, LeBron's gone. Yeah, and there'll be nobody, I think, that will get that level of points uh, ever again. Now, yesterday was also a huge day in college basketball, and I saw something happen with my own eyes, Myron, that to me is the epitome of sports fandom. It was where everybody's been. You mocked it. You mocked it, and I thought it was actually very sweet. And so we'll figure out who's right. That's next here on Sunday Morning with Matt and Myron. James spins in the lane, lefty layup's good, and there it is. 40,000 points on the nose for LeBron James. When it happens, obviously we acknowledge it. And being the first player to do something, that's, that's pretty cool in this league. But, uh, I enjoyed every moment tonight, though, on the floor. Matt and Myron, the podcast. Dillingham comes to the middle of the floor, turns down the screen, goes down the lane, lobs it up, Dunk Edwards! And see, that's what happens when you rob Dillingham and you've had so much success going to the bucket, man. Everybody came to him. Tom Leach, Jack, that was Goose Givens, Myron, on the call there. Yeah. MVP of the NCAA tournament in 1978, Sunday morning. With Matt Myron, big day at college basketball. We're just two weeks away from Selection Sunday. That's where crazy. Your brackets will all be ready to rock. A lot of good games yesterday. Oof. Houston and Purdue, one and two teams in the country, held serve at home. Tennessee got a road win at Alabama. Kentucky gets a big win at home against Arkansas. They've scored 117 and 111 in their last two Saturday games. The cream is kind of rising to the top now. And in a year, Myron, where college basketball's kind of been all over the place, it does yeah. seem like there's a group of five or six teams. I would say, you know, Purdue, Houston, UConn, maybe North Carolina, Arizona, mm. and then you got this wild card of Kentucky that to me have kind of separated maybe Tennessee too from the pack. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think Tennessee's definitely in that mix. But certainly there's a group emerging where you're like, okay, I'll take these seven teams versus the field probably at this point, but like once you get to me outside of Houston, Purdue, UConn, those next few teams, we've seen them have some really incredible moments and some really tough moments. So, like, I don't know if this is going to be a UConn kind of run where just the hottest team wins the national championship or if there's a team like UConn that maybe is just better than everybody else, but it's going to be fun to see. Like, I think this would be a really fun NCAA tournament. All right, for everyone at home right now, I want you to do me a favor because this is going to be – would, we would like to take calls from you. 888-SAY-ESPN. I want you to go to my Twitter account. Myron, you and I – you know me and you know my Twitter account. Let me see if I can explain it to, to a regular folk. Mikey, are you there? Are you, are you sitting there with us? 
Are you saying I'm a regular folk? You're regular folk, right. yes. Go to my there Twitter account, KY Sports Radio on Twitter. So, everybody, if you're driving around, don't do it if you're driving. But if you're in the passenger seat, <laughs> yeah, go to KY yeah. Sports Radio. Because if you're driving, you know, you keep your hands on the Yeah, way. yeah, don't. Mikey, scroll down four tweets. All right, you're going to see a picture of a guy in the back of a truck. Do you see that picture? You tell me when you get it, Mikey, because if you if you One, can't get it, two, I don't know if the people you got slow internet in Bristol. Yeah, I see a pickup truck with. Okay, you see there's a, a Blackberry standing in the in a in the back of a black pickup yep. truck with his head on the. So for folks who can't see it, he's standing in the in the bed. His head is on the truck, and he's got his phone on top of the truck. Here is what this picture is. I, Mikey, live right down the street from uh, Rupp Arena. Okay, here in Lexington. There were four minutes to go into the game. Kentucky was up two. I went out on my patio just to get a breath of fresh air. And he was standing. I took that picture, okay? He had left the arena, Mikey, because he was too nervous. Walked outside, listened to the end of the game, standing in his truck on his phone because he was too nervous to be in the arena. And I watched it and took that picture, and I thought, that is fandom right there. You love your team so much. And you believe you have an effect on the game. Me being in the arena is causing us to lose. That he comes and instead of watching the game in the arena, he stands in the back of his truck and listens to it on the phone. And it's clear, you said, uh, My- uh, Myron, that it looked like he owed somebody money that he was on yeah. the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I- I'd like to interview his bookie because there's a little <laughs> extra action. That's not just nerves. That's uh, you-, you put the mortgage on the game. So my question for people is, 888-SAY-ESPN, what is the most nervous you've been in the game? And are you like this guy? Can you not watch it? Myron, sometimes I, in in Kentucky NCAA tournament games, have to turn it off and go get in the shower because I'm too nervous. I can't do it. I'm so nervous I can't do it. Have you ever, for one of the teams you've liked, been to that point? Yeah, for for me, it happens in boxing and and UFC. Like big boxing matches, I certainly – have had that. I remember uh, minute, Sugar Shane Mosley. Is there somebody you like so much that you can't watch them? Oh yeah, I like I like a lot of fighters. I'm I'll get really nervous for like the big, <laughs> the big matchups. Yeah, I mean like back in the day, Oscar De La Hoya would fight Sugar Shane Mosley. I felt like that when Sugar Shane Mosley. So who are you for? Sugar Shane Mosley. Yeah, I was like, yeah, beat De La Hoya. Like I want I want to. So want you, you had to prove such something. personal pride in Sugar Shane yes. Mosley that yeah. you would the Mike like Tyson get fights nervous? back in the day. Yeah, the Mike Tyson fights. Like when Mike Tyson fought Evander Holyfield, I was rooting for Evander Holyfield. I was rooting for the underdog, for sure. And so yeah, you would, like can't would you watch. turn it off? Or would you be I'd walk pacing? away. What would you do? Hard to watch, nerves, anxious. Oh, yeah, man. Me with in fighting, 19- me with boxing is like that. In 1996, Myron, Kentucky's playing in the national championship in that NCAA tournament. I was 18 years old at my house. I found I was during the first round – Kentucky was losing I was standing in this spot in the carpet and I realized that when I stopped moving they went on a run so for the entire rest of the 96 run not only would I stand in the carpet I'm standing up to show you this Myron I would stand in the exact same place the entire game to the point that I put permanent dents into my parents carpet during the NCAA tournament. It stayed there. My mom would try to vacuum it. It would still be in there. You could see my toe prints in the carpet. Is that weird? 
No, it, so you're in the, the superstitious thing then. Like you're kind of yes. like sitting oh, in the same I'm place, do the same. Superstitious. Yeah. Like I'll move. Yeah. I will stand in the exact same space and rock back and forth because I think yeah. it somehow has an impact on the game. Yeah, I covered a tournament game once. I was sitting by some guys who who had changed the way they were sitting sitting after halftime, and all of a sudden their team started losing, and then they went back, and then the team started winning again. <laughs> But like some had happened, like they went to go get like drinks and food at halftime, came back, yes. realized they'd messed up the order, had to switch it all back up. So but I'm that's in favor. Science, of that. though, Myron, I completely it understand is. it. it if you're it not is. sitting in the exact same seats, it's going yeah. to screw up the game. It is. Yeah. So this dude, when he left the arena, I ended up meeting him later last night. He said when yeah. he left the arena, Kentucky went on a run, and he felt like he couldn't go back in because they would lose but, if he went back in. He thought he okay. was the jinx, and I totally understand that. Okay, but my challenge is what happens now? I mean, we got a lot of season left. <laughs> does he have to stay in the truck and watch every game? I because think he, I think he <laughs> Does he have to just go wherever truck. Kentucky goes in the tournament and, and park the truck the outside the, the arena? Yes. Because you can't change does. it now. Jeff, Jeff in Georgia, do you think what, – what, have you ever had a moment of superstition like that? Yes, I actually have to – when I see Kentucky trailing, I have to turn the game off and watch the last one minute like I did the other day when Reese Shepard still playing at the court and beat Mississippi State on their grounds, which was also so – you, you have to do what? I don't understand. You don't have to go over the game, but what do you have to do? I have to turn the game off because my wife would not let me watch the game because I'd be actually yelling at the television. <laughs> See, there you go, Myron. So, so That's you turn fandom. it off. I appreciate the call. He has to turn the game off because he gets so nervous and his wife will get mad at him. So then you miss the biggest moments? Like, that. that's a that's extreme because I don't want to miss remember, the big shot. You remember 2015, Aaron Harrison hits the shot against Wisconsin. Yeah, I was there. Four. You know where I was, oh, uh, Myron? Where? Sitting in the parking where? lot in my car. I had to leave the arena. I was too nervous. Really? I, that's what yeah, I do, I was, and that's what wow. – Jesse in Florida. Jesse, is that what you do? Uh, No, well, uh, sometimes uh, my fandom issue, I live – like I said, I live in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, originally from northern Kentucky area. Huge Bengals fan. My son was born – Okay, go ahead. Right I just got 30 or, seconds. What right do you have before, to do? My son has to stay awake through all the Bengals games and wear the same exact shirt that he was wearing when he was one year old. One year old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, stay awake. <laughs> How old is he now? The shirt for the Super Bowl, and they lost. <laughs> you make your Let son stay sleep. up every game. I, I need to explore this more, I think, but we'll be discuss Sunday morning. He is getting ready. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Cannon, coming up Monday. I'll give you the trades I want to see before the NFL draft. It's on Sportsman like 6 a.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Matt and Myron, the podcast. All right, we got folks calling in with their superstitions here on Sunday morning. Matt Myron, presented by Progressive Insurance. I want to go back to the guy who makes his baby wear the same shirt, Myron, because that yeah. one I think needs exploring. So Jesse will be back in a second. But we got Zach by. He's the host of the drive on Denver Sports Station 1043, the fan. And Zach, I really have two questions. I'll get one. I think Myron will get the other. Let's start for a second with the football side. I, I it's always been assumed 
with Russell Wilson. Well, I mean, that cap hit is so huge. Like, they're not going to be able to do anything with him. But now it seems like they will, and maybe be he might not be there. What What is the real story, though, on the ground? I mean, the real story uh, is that um, this was kind of like an arranged marriage, guys. Well, and first of all, thanks for having me on. You know, when Sean Payton entered the fold, Russell Wilson was already here and already signed up for that mega deal. And it, 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 it kind of um, emphasizes the disjointed nature of the Denver Broncos um, because it, it was interesting. They were looking for an owner. You know, they, they didn't have an owner. They hired a general manager without an owner. That general manager traded for Russell Wilson. When Russell Wilson came over, they got a new owner. They decided to give him a new contract when they had two years left on the old contract, guys. That means the last two years that Russell Wilson has played in Denver, he's been playing on the Seattle deal. The new deal from Denver didn't even kick in yet. And during, uh, 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 or excuse me, in between Russell's first and second year, enters Sean Payton. So from ownership, general manager, quarterback, and now coach, the timeline hasn't been synced up. So when I say an arranged marriage, Sean Payton entered the fold and sort of inherited Russell Wilson with a promise to ownership that, yeah, I will try to fix what many believe is broken based off the 2022 season. And unfortunately, although some of the numbers, some of the raw numbers can paint a different picture than what we were living on a possession-by-possession basis, the offense was mostly terrible. I mean, it wasn't a good scoring offense. It wasn't a good third-down offense. It wasn't a good red zone offense. You know, Sean Payton's offense is based off timing. And you think of the strength uh, that will ultimately send Russell Wilson to the Hall of Fame, I believe, one day, is his playing off script. It's him escaping the pocket and making plays happen downfield. Well, he's not the same athlete anymore. So it just doesn't work with Sean Payton. So at the end of the day, this, this, we knew about week six or week seven, the feeling in our gut was like, oh, boy, this is just not a match. And that was just relegated to on the field. Off the football yeah. field, you're talking about a relationship that began with Sean Payton telling Russell Wilson, stop calling Drew Brees so much. You don't get to FaceTime him every day. Stop that. He had a quote, uh, I think it was in The Athletic, that said, you're not a politician and running for office. Stop effing kissing babies. Guys, that was before a, a down was ever played. And then we find out yeah. during the season he asked them to change the injury trigger in his contract, um, and then the NFLPA gets involved. I mean, guys, the thing has been a disaster. It's a mess. And there's two different kinds of divorces, okay? There's a kind of divorce where you find out after the fact that, oh, John and Mary got a divorce. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe that. I didn't see that coming. And then there's the other type of divorce where the couple is arguing in the street, and that's the kind in Denver. Yeah, why has Sean Payton been a jerk in all this, though? Because it feels like everything I read from Russell Wilson, every interview I've seen, like, yes, the play decline. We all saw that. It doesn't take a genius to see that he wasn't going to be the long-term solution. But the injury guarantee stuff, you know, the things about, hey, who you can talk to, who you can be around, like that feels like Sean Payton overstepping his boundaries. NFL has bad relationships all the time where a team decides we're going to move on from this quarterback, and that's exactly what they do. Why has there been so much extra turmoil with Sean Payton toward Russell Wilson in this process? You know, it's a really interesting question, and I wish we could, we could literally spend the next hour on this. 
because Sean Payton is kind of a jerk. Let's just start there. He is a Bill Parcells disciple. He can be um, uh, bristly. He rubs people the wrong way. And he can be a flat-out jerk. I mean, you're talking about a guy who came into Denver and did not allow his free agents, not his rookie, these are grown men free agents, did not let them speak to the media. Okay, this is a guy who kicked the media out of training camp, like removed all media from training camp. Guys, we watched the Broncos training camp from where the fans sit. I mean, he is just a different type of cat. But guess what? So is Russell. Russell rubs so many people the wrong way in Seattle for just uh, the, the way that he goes about things. I mean, you're talking about a guy in his own right who travels with 12 people on the road, on the team plane, guys, on the team plane. Your parking spots at the facility, six hotel rooms on the road. So he came with so much baggage uh, from Seattle, and he turned it up to 11 that first year in Denver. I mean, it was bizarre. Russell Wilson was holding his own offensive meetings on Tuesdays. Think about that. It, it was just it – was, it was strange. It was – it was um, it was unusual on many fronts, and I could keep going with the rough stuff. I mean, it's some of the stuff borders on the bizarre. So, I mean, so let me give you let me give you one quick out here. Is he going to be there or not? He, oh, he, oh, guys, he, it's done. It's done, done, done. All right, it, it, uh, it's, it's done, done, guys. Let me say it like this: those two guys hate one another. They don't <laughs> like working with one another. Like it turned it turned into a poisonous relationship it's not good people in that facility were walking on eggshells this past year it was just an unhealthy work environment and i think both of them have uh uh uh, things to 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 point with blame and i'll tell you this both of those guys actually have more in common with with one another than they would like to admit it just doesn't work yeah, well, sometimes that's what happens when you put, to use your word, two jerks uh, in the same yeah. room. But Zach By, he is the host of The Drive on Denver Sports Station 104.3, The Fan. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, enjoy the $70 million dead cap. <laughs> hey, it's the biggest in NFL history <laughs> times two. The largest wow. up to this point wow. was Matt Ryan. It's double that now. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Thank you very much, Zach. We uh, we appreciate it. Man, I mean, two jerks can't get along. You would think yeah. so. Like you think they like do a radio show with each other or something, and they they haven't been able to do <laughs> well, it. Well, here's, here's about the can I say something real quick? Like the whole Russell Wilson travel with a bunch of people. That we don't care when you're a superstar if you're yeah. winning and if you, you do win, that, right. Only matter. when you start losing. Yeah, no yes. one cares about to, that. No one cares about <laughs> Brady's four hairstylists. The question Nobody. is, when you win, is it all right? Now I want to go back to Jesse in Florida for a second. Jesse, you said for people who missed that you are so nervous about the Bengals that you make your child who was born like during a win or something wear the same shirt and stay up during every Bengals game. Now, how old is your child? All right, let's let's back it up just a second. No, no, no. Just answer my question. How old is your child? Don't back it up. How old is your child? (laughs) Fixing to be three years old. Fixing to be three years old. So you make them wear the same shirt and stay up. Now, is this the exact same shirt or a different kind of shirt? Oh, no, no, no. It's the same exact shirt. Now, granted, it was big on him year one. So we we can let that So what are you going to do when he or she continues to grow out of the shirt? Yeah. So I've been thinking about this. So check it out. I'm going to go get a shirt and get the shirt, the shirt sewn on to the shirt to continue it going on. But like I said, when I said back it up, 
I no, 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 you gotta stop there. I don't care about you. Listen, you gotta let us be clear what's interesting. You gotta Your backstory is irrelevant. I want to know about this baby. Go ahead, Myron. You go. You go. You gonna walk into a tailor and say, "I want you to sew this shirt onto a bigger shirt." What is yeah. that the best idea when, you think? Is that I lost my Bengals shirt as a kid and the Bengals lost the Super Bowl in eighty eight. I ain't going through that with this one. He he's gonna push us through. <laughs> no, you just gonna keep I mean, cause the kid's gonna continue to grow. Are you gonna keep sewing shirts sewing on shirts? the shirts? Until they rip off that first one. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay, and then you make them stay up, right? How was he doing without naps? Right. Because that's a that's a very crucial nap. Stage, yeah, sometimes man. the Bengals play at night. <laughs> yeah, what do you do with sometimes, that? Sometimes the Bengals play at night. Throw on some coca melon on his tablet. I, I do my thing. We figure it out one way or the other. <laughs> well, Jesse is that boy is two year. years old <laughs> sacrificing for the team. Jesse, two, <laughs> Jesse in Florida, dad of the year. Uh, Jesse, thank you very much. I appreciate it. That boy, that boy, that boy is eating animal crackers and staying up to try to help the Bengals win. I want to see what his shirt's going to look like. First of all, I want to see sixteen-year-old Jesse's kids being told, "You're going to wear this shirt, Dad. It has four shirts sewn into it. I don't care. Put it on. You know, Shut up. You know how hot, you know how hot that shirt's going to be by the time he's a teenager." Five layers of shirts he has to wear. <laughs> Jim is in Nebraska. Go ahead, Jim. Gentlemen, gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. I am so that guy, it's not even funny. I was born on the first day of the Nebraska football season in 1963. I was born at oh, wow. 620 in the morning so mom and dad could get me to Memorial Stadium by 1.30 kickoff. Now, that being said, and that that part's a joke, but the the time of day was correct. <laughs> anyway, right, so what what do you do? What's the thing? So yeah, I, I had the same shirt that I wore every game as a little boy because they were undefeated, seventy seventy one. I wore the same shirt. The first time I didn't wear it was the opening game of seventy uh, two. Because so what's your excuse for the last 15 UCLA. years of, of terribleness <laughs> yeah, of Nebraska? Yeah. It, it, right. And, and having the first 40 years of my life, we were the most consistent thing this side of Kentucky basketball. Scott Frost has killed me. Okay, but All what is I want to know what do you do with your shirt? Now? I don't, need, you your, wearing, I don't need your diatribe about Nebraska football. <laughs> what are you doing with your shirt now? Have you switched? Well, I, I had to. I'm 60 years old. Oh, well, that's okay. the problem. Just now, that shirt onto another shirt. now we know the problem. We've all been wondering why Nebraska football has been it's bad for 20 years. And it's Jim got rid of his shirt, Man. unlike Jesse, who sewed a shirt onto a shirt onto a shirt. Jim, you let the Cornhuskers down, down. and you got uh, rid of the shirt. You, you're and killing you, me here. You are the problem. And I think you need to look in the mirror and apologize to the Nebraska football fan base for ruining the Cornhusker tradition. They were undefeated Gentlemen, when you wore the shirt. I, I, I respect what you're saying. I do. Okay. So apologize. Hang on. We got to go to break, me. Jim. I need you to okay. apologize oh, to the state of Nebraska. Stop, man. All right. Big Red Husker Nation, I'm sorry. We got to start winning again.
Thank you very much. It's Sunday fault. morning here okay. with Matt Myron on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Today on the NBA on ESPN Radio, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Dallas Mavericks sitting on the edge of the playoffs, and they go head-to-head this Sunday. I do think Dallas legitimately could make a run. Coverage begins at 1230 Eastern with tip-off at 1 on ESPN Radio and on ABC, presented by Indeed. Matt and Myron, the podcast. Caleb Williams said he was open to Chicago. He was excited for his first date with the Bears, as he'll be one of the teams that he meets with here. If you're Ryan Poles, Caleb Williams is the overwhelmingly easy decision to explain. People make that decision, and I can't blame them for it. It is Sunday morning here. Matt Meyer, the ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I always like to, before the show, sort of look at the headlines on uh, on ESPN. Um, here are the headlines. I'm going to read you these real quick, and we're going to do a couple of these uh, first. First, the video is the Western Michigan buzzer beater. Did you see that one, Myron? Yeah, that ball, was amazing. The ball actually <laughs> bounced, and then the guy caught amazing. it and went in. It's pretty amazing. amazing. You need man. to look it up. Western Michigan over Ball State. But here are the headlines. Number one, LeBron hits 40,000 points. Number two, Texas wide receiver Worthy uh, runs the fastest ever 40. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Number three, Bronny decides on the draft interest, okay? Number four, somebody wins on the live tour. Anthony Kim came in last. Did you care at all, by the way, that Anthony Kim played golf again? I mean, because people tried to make me care, but I didn't (laughs) didn't care that much. Because people tried to make me. I think people in golf acted like he was a lot bigger star than he was. You know what I mean? Like – I don't. I never spent a day of my life going. Wonder what Anthony Kim's up to nowadays. You know. Weird. But uh, and then finally, this is the headline that me. I. This is the headline I don't understand. Tiger to tee it up at prestigious Seminole event. Yeah. I don't know now, that. so it says that Tiger Woods is going to play in the Seminole uh, Golf Club Member Pro Tournament on Monday. And it says it is exci- It is good news for Tiger fans is for him to play in this prestigious event. Have you ever heard of this event, and why is it prestigious? I- I've never heard of it, and I think we need to realize what the word prestigious actually means <laughs> because we throw it around and, and, and when we shouldn't. So why I don't is know. That it, maybe it is because of him. Is it there? This looks like a member guest tournament. It's like it he's that's like me saying he's playing at the Middlesboro Country Club. Like, why does yeah, Tiger playing at the in a member pro tournament at Seminole Golf Club? How can Tiger Woods? How can anyone say that's prestigious? This is a man who's won multiple Masters, and they're talking about the yeah. Seminole Golf Club. Yeah, prestigious again. We got to be careful about how we use that word because I had never heard of this event. I mean. Go- Golf to me sometimes spices things up a little too much, you know. Like, and and then it's hard to know what actually stands out. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I golf, I, like you'll be watching a golf broadcast, someone to be like, "This is the most difficult hole in the history of golf." And it's like, well, wait a minute, you said that last week. You can't say that every week. You know, I just whoever writes the headlines on ESPN, let's be a little careful with prestigious <laughs> for the Seminole event. We were talking before the break of uh, fan sort of routines that people have. When they're nervous, like what is it you yeah. do when your fan, when when your team is, uh, you know, losing or it's a close game to sort of change up the superstition? We talked about how there's a Kentucky guy who went out and watched, listened to the game in his truck instead of being in the arena. We've heard some weird ones before. Kyle is in Ohio. Yeah. What's yours? 
Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, so I'm a big LeBron guy. Worship the dude, honestly. But uh, in 2016, in the finals, I, I did a separate jersey every game, and it just wasn't working out. So the final, game seven, I changed my jersey. I have about six jerseys. Uh, had them all laid out. My pharmacist, pretty OCD. So I changed it every time he missed a shot. And uh, yeah, uh, that <laughs> no. Wait a minute, retired. hang on. So you own six? You own six LeBron jerseys? Are they the various well, teams he's played for? Because he's a Laker. <laughs> okay, so you own one <laughs> okay. for every team he's played for, right? Well, fair, yes. <laughs> and so you okay. would you would put a jersey on, and then when he would miss, you would take it off and put on a different one. Correct, or a turnover. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or so, so, hey, so uh, my question, quick. Are you a you were a real pharmacist or, or like like I had some cousins in the nineties who were pharmacists. Okay, because I had some cousins who were pharmacists in the nineties who went away for a little bit, so I didn't know if you were okay real pharmacists. Okay, so you so like are you married? Do you mind me asking? Are you are you married? My wife and I are both pharmacists. Yes. It's, it's so does your wife? I mean, does your wife not think you're kind of a psychopath or no? She thinks I'm absolute. When it comes to LeBron, she thinks she can't be around me. Now, here, full disclosure, lived in Nashville for 13 years. We went to pharmacy school at Belmont, all that fun stuff. Had two kids, good, moved to Ohio. Good. I hate Ohio. My wife went to Ohio State. I so, hate wait, Ohio. I want to go back. Okay, I don't, that's nice, but I want to go back to your – why, why is it so right, much about LeBron? I hate – right. So, she worships Ohio State, so she gives me the pass on LeBron – because I can't stand her crap with the Ohio State stuff. But okay, it's I don't. Obnoxious. Again, well, that's, y'all, that's your all stuff. I want to go back to LeBron. I don't care about all that. LeBron yeah. in the jerseys. Sure. So it's yeah. you're not a fan of the teams. You're a fan of him personally, right? Correct. Yes. So have you ever met him? Uh, no, I'm not. I saw him at, uh, almost when I, his sophomore year at St. Vincent St. Mary's. I was able to go to the game, and I tried to stay around for afterwards, but he he went straight to law. So you have never met this man, and how old are you? Correct. I am 36 years young. Okay, so if you met him, and he's a real what pharmacist, would, what would you do? <laughs> what would you? I'm do? just saying you got to clarify you, that in some communities. Would you that's freak all. out? I mean, that's the some of the harsh, hardcore individual fandom I've ever heard. Would you freak out? Uh, I would probably be a nervous wreck for sure, but I would probably be as cool as one can be. Um, okay, real quick, real quick, so real quick. Look, we have a big show and we have a big audience and people are listening literally yes, all over the world. Sometimes our messages yep. get to everybody. That's right. Talk to LeBron right now. We will give you 20 seconds. What would you say to LeBron <laughs> totally right agree. now if he was Mikey, standing Mikey, I right want there. you to cue this up, okay, Mikey? I want to yeah, record some music. this. I want to record this in case LeBron yeah. were to ever hear it. This has yeah. got to be – this is Kyle. you got to be one Give. of LeBron's biggest fans in the world. Yeah, yeah. So this is – Mikey, fair. are you ready? This is Kyle's message yeah. to LeBron. Go for it. Hey, Bron, how you doing, man? I love you to death. Uh, I respect you more than anyone in the world, and I've defended you since before you even came in the league. I – yeah, you've you've done everything right. You've been under a limelight since you were 16 years old, and you've done everything right. And I respect that more than anything. I wish my sons were older so that you could be their role model. But um, everything you've done is right, and I appreciate you more than anything in the world, man. Thank you for everything you've done. There you go. How about that message? From that was Kyle. good, man. That was good. Well, well done, Celebron.
I, I felt like what. a tear was about to drop. Was a we tear about to come it, out? Were you? We we will send it to Stephen A. That's probably our best <laughs> chance to get it to LeBron, and then maybe uh, Kyle he will hear it. Thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Love the show. Thanks. There you go. How about that? Everybody <laughs> needs perfect. a fan like that. Myron's got yeah, like perfect. four guys in Minneapolis who do the same <laughs> thing with him. <laughs> no, like two. Probably two. That's right, only two. Kaylin Clark is on the verge of history once again. Do we realize how special this is as she breaks another record today? That's next up here on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Evan Cohen coming up Monday. Joel Embiid plans on returning this season. I'll tell you if it will make a difference when it comes to the Eastern Conference postseason. It's unsportsmanlike 6 a.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Thanks for listening to Matt and Myron, the podcast. You can listen to the show live every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Matt and Myron, the podcast.